1: one, go. Enjoy the show.
0: Hey, guys, and welcome to this week's. Well, I guess it's a two-part episode. We are focusing for the first episode on Jimmy Corsetti and Ben Van Kirkwick. It's important to do, uh, you know, a whole show on this one if we can, because it's so fucking interesting and just so wild and so thought-provoking and exciting. These are the sorts of conversations that in a lot of ways, got me into Rogan in the first place. The fact that he asks these questions. I mean, don't get me wrong. Ancient Aliens was a fun show, but, (laughs) you know, it started to get absurd. But Rogan has, in a lot of ways, added tons of legitimacy to this type of exploration. And with the youngest, Dryas, being peer-reviewed, so now that it's like, yeah, that shit happened, going back and exploring all this ancient, you know, walls and vases and, and sending in people really doing some research. It's fascinating stuff. What do you think, Todd? I absolutely loved this
1: episode. I watched a lot of the YouTube videos on Jimmy Corsetti's Bright Insight. Just checked out Van Kirkwick's uh, site, Uncharted X. Haven't dived into dove into that yet but plan to for sure just i mean just the five minute video i just watched you know showing the sophisticated machine work on these stones i mean to think that we used hand tools for this is fucking absurd there is no way
0: it seems unlikely
1: it, <laughs>
0: and i don't <laughs> Unlike, know shit unlikely, about stone it, masoning but come on now
1: well the the types of tools that we even have now and the machinery that we have now and the cnc machinery that we have now still doesn't do the the justice for what they had done in the past i mean the the symmetry even i mean we'll get into it but the symmetry of the faces that one was insane Mm -hmm. just to think that each side was absolutely Mm -hmm. symmetrical with each other i mean like like he said he takes a piece of paper, folds it over, uses the same thing, and they just flip it 90 degrees, and it is lines up perfectly. On a piece of stone, you're going to tell me that that was hand-chiseled? I mean, Well The, know, the it,
0: big thing that always gets me, and even from that Ancient Alien show, I mean, there's like a lot of stuff that you can just kind of look at and be like, I guess, maybe, but who knows. But those walls in Peru with the giant blocks that are, like, you can't even put a credit card between. Right. There's no cement, and they're all weird shapes. And weird, it's like...
1: Yeah, the polygonal walls. Yeah. yeah.
0: It's like they were just squished together like Play-Doh.
1: Yeah, I mean, It just
0: always blew my mind. I'm like, is there any explanation for this? Like, that one from day one has always just been the, you know, the kind of compelling thing that keeps me wanting to be so curious about it. And the other thing is that so many archaeologists just want to dismiss it all the time. I mean, that gets me excited. They're almost doing themselves, you know, a disservice. If they don't want people to pay attention to it, you know, it's it's almost better that they're like, yeah, we'll look into that. We could be open to this. But instead, they're just outright, no, that's not, it wasn't done a long time ago. It couldn't have been done with those tools. That just makes me Curious and suspicious.
1: I I don't understand why the ego would get into the way of something like that. It it doesn't make sense to me. I was talking about this with my wife when we were listening to it. Why do they care so much? Just because they thought it was one way and another? Isn't archaeology a lot like science? You have theories all day long. Kind of. So why wouldn't they just get excited about it?
0: Basically what they have is an academic degree or PhD or whatever in... The storytelling of a conventional timeline. That's what they've learned. So if something comes along and says, hey, we need to double the timeline, and also there were advanced civilizations that you guys didn't figure out or know nothing about, I mean, that flips the whole exploration on its head. Also, as more of these things kind of get proven by people like this that are not classically trained as archaeologists... It takes a lot of the credibility or it's starting to chip away the mm-hmm. credibility of, of archaeologists as we know it because right. they might not be as correct as they once thought or all of us thought. Well,
1: and didn't Joe say that most of them are probably driving around Beamers and they don't they don't want to lose their Beamers if they're going to get discredited? If they got
0: they got tenure, bro. They got bills to <laughs> exactly. pay. They got books. That's to sell. just
1: there's got to be some some outliers here. Like come out of the cracks, here, guys. Let us know that. I mean, even Joe was saying these guys that you know that are traditionally trained and whatnot, like you were saying, they're they're academically you know superior. They think they are. Come out and. They, they fucking know that this stuff, that what they're seeing is correct. Yeah, right? Let's get some brave they, ones. They know it. They know it. They just don't want to admit it. Well, how, how, could you, how could you dismiss the amazing amounts of what I see as evidence when you look? I mean, just for example, those polygonal walls you're talking about, they're in Peru. They're in Japan. They're all over the world. They're in Egypt. And they were saying ancient Egypt and Japan. How, how would they know each other? At that point in time, if our, you know, original theories of 6,000 years ago, you know, if that's the timeline, there's no way they would have the same exact construction methods,
0: right? Maybe a carrier pigeon sent a note. <laughs> One with really good endurance. It's,
1: it's, it's mind-blowing. And, and, and there's, you know, I, I,
0: I would imagine that a lot of these traditional archaeologists aren't even looking at this stuff. Like maybe they've seen pictures of it, but they, it's not their focus. You know, they just follow the traditional route, and they've basically already been trained to ignore this as soon as they see it as nonsense.
1: Well, I'm glad there's people out there doing this this work because it is fun. really fun to.
0: It's really fun to look yeah. at and think about. Let's get into some of the elements of this. I mean, what really stood out to me um, was them looking for Atlantis, mm-hmm. right? So they got that place in West Africa. Who knows if that could be it? The size seems a bit off, but looks looks wild.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, a lot of the information he was sharing from Plato's description, right? Plato somehow had gotten that passed down from what he, some people he knew that were... From Egypt? He heard some stories. or heard, heard some stories, and they're saying now that the Egyptians are— that's where this story came from, right, is the Egyptians?
0: I think that—yeah, I think that's what they said.
1: And the similarities between what he, you know, shared and what we're seeing is pretty freaking phenomenal.
0: Yeah, they did say the size would be way off, but then, you know, what was cool when they looked on that map it, off to the west— it was the, the those waves the mm-hmm. kind of wavy looking lines yeah and in the rock yeah and he's saying well when you measure this he's like thousands of feet tall and so many you know spread out like super far the amount of force that you would need then would be tsunamis that you couldn't even imagine mm-hmm. basically like world killers almost
1: yeah. like 400 foot tall waves
0: and I'm happy to have anyone else come on like a geologist and just give like another reason why that is. Mm -hmm. Was it just wind or, you know, I mean, again, we're just hearing this one story, right? We would need other, someone else that just maybe has a more traditional view come in and be like, oh, well, there's another way that this kind of thing could be made. That would help us, you know, start to pass it together ourselves, but Oh, yeah, it but looks how intriguing, dude. Dude, how it's do like, you explain
1: what? how do you explain all those salt marks from where the obviously, at least in my mind, the ocean was at some point ocean water, it which is now sand, but there's all these salt deposits that are up to eleven thousand feet high.
0: Yeah. Brings up good questions. Like, and mollusks.
1: Yeah. You're finding mollusks up there. So clearly the ocean at some point was that high. Uh-huh. So whether it was a flood or maybe it was just deeper water than it, I mean, it, just that alone, like they're saying, needs to be documented and researched.
0: Well, the, just the fact that once we didn't know where Troy was mm-hmm. for a very long time. We only recently discovered it, what, like 120 years ago plus? Okay. And that, that was really just a myth before, this whole idea. And it's been easy to just discount Atlantis as like this silly story, couldn't possibly be real. But what's the harm? In searching for it and asking those questions, and why
1: would it be made up? I mean, those old maps. Did you watch the Jimmy Corsetti's uh, film on, on specifically about the Eye of the Sahara? They have these old maps that were drawn out like 1200 AD. And if you flip it, you know, correctly, I think it was drawn. Um, it was drawn by I want to say a Roman guy, because the Romans were very, you know, concerned about where they were conquer, conquer and conquering conquering everything they wanted right. to know where everything was and Atlante is on there. Mm. I mean, it's and it's right there on the western upper western sahara and and then if you look at the evidence, you know, I don't know how they know that it used to be a you know, a lush green area. I don't do you know how they figured that out, but clearly it was it was pretty much a jungle back in the day. Right. And they say Atlantis was a jungle. They're saying up until 5000 years ago it could have been a jungle.
0: mm mm-hmm. Mhm. Freaking I mean,
1: incredible! And if you, well, hold up though. So if it, I look at this as the river, you know, the river, the Yellowstone flooded, mm-hmm. right? And we saw those ma- the massive amount of sand that got pushed up onto, you know, people's front yards because of the massive floods. I mean, the flood was like forty feet higher than where the water typically is. Think about it as a four hundred feet higher. How much sand would go over all that shit and just demolish it? All the trees would be gone. Sand would cover up all that the sediment that he was talking about on the west side of of africa what did he say it was two miles long it would well two miles deep sorry of sediment
0: yeah i mean just look at the yellowstone like you're saying yeah. like even now it's changed the look of that river oh yeah right it's not the same i mean we went down at what maybe a month afterwards or maybe a bit longer two months
1: a couple of months after the floods yeah and
0: the beaches were all different all through it looked like we were in a new place. Mm-hmm. So you multiply that by ten, a hundred, or a thousand. Good luck. You might as i mean, it would be—it would seem like a different landscape altogether for God knows how long.
1: And it would be very sandy, <laughs> super sandy. <laughs>
0: it's a lot of
1: sand, dude. Sand everywhere. It's—it's it's cool to think about. I mean, it makes sense. It makes sense what they were showing.
0: Well, it just makes sense that there's a lot we don't know. That I think people should be able to agree on. There's a lot we don't know. You know, it's like there wasn't a lot of or any written history after a certain time. Basically, all we have is some rocks and some monuments and statues of things. And it's like, good luck figuring out what that is. And they said they can't carbon date it.
1: Because it's stone.
0: So we're just guessing how long it's been there. We're like, okay, they probably could have made this between this range. But technically, if, like, the wall was built 10 million years ago and just hasn't worn out, it could be that old. It's probably not. But, you know, they just can't tell. I wish we could freaking carbon date those things. That would sort it right out. Yeah, but no carbon in it.
1: I mean, go Beckley Template. How did they carbon date that? Because they actually found some pottery inside those walls that was 13,000? Yeah, I think
0: so. I think they found some other parts of things and maybe some, like, Mm -hmm wood pieces and okay there's probably just some other you know you got to have organic matter right something that was once living and and, you know so maybe that was like hidden underneath something but here's the thing um it really all that tells you is it was it was there that long ago but it could have been there longer Mm -hmm. and then they just added this stuff up But out. they
1: know for sure that at least some of the stuff there was 13,000
0: years old. It's around that, yeah. Right.
1: So we know that the humans were involved at that point.
0: So, they, so they're now saying they have a few of those sites. There's another Tepe one, something, Dude. something Tepe. So they, you know, before it was like, okay, they found this, you would, the Gopekli Tepe, you would think, oh, that could be enough. Now let's rewrite the timeline. But no, they just redefined what a caveman was. And we're like, yeah, cave people just, you know, or hunter-gatherers just also built this. No way. And it's like, wait a second. No way. But now they found two of them, you would think also it's undeniable, but they're not really stretching. It's like how many of these places need to be proven to be that old before everyone takes a step back and goes, yeah. Yeah, we're way off here.
1: It seems like a lot. I think Seems like it's, too many. It's so cool to see how we could have gone a different trajectory and gone towards sacred geometry and some of this stuff that maybe doesn't require pulling oil out of the ground to get energy. That is just such a cool thought. And it makes sense. I mean it, I wish sometimes we would have gone a different route and hopefully now some of this, you know, this sacred geometry comes out like Randall Carlson's talking about. And we see how some of this shit was made. I mean, the machinery is clearly... We don't even have strong enough machinery to do what they did with the precision that they did now. But there has to be a way to do that, right? Mm -hmm. We just don't know what it is yet.
0: Yeah, I mean, I guess you got to be careful because, let's be fair, they got wiped out. So how good was their technology? It was pretty good, possibly. I mean, we would get wiped out too. Yeah, but maybe if we combine... The stuff we have mm-hmm. with what we could learn from them, then maybe we got a fighting chance. I mean, it doesn't look like ancient civilizations got to different planets or the moon, we've done that, so True. we may we're probably the most advanced version ever, at least in our reach for travel, which is a pretty good kind of. Sign, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. a metric for measuring how good you are at stuff. Did you get on the moon? Yep. All right. Pretty good.
1: We got on the moon, but we do not know how to create a symmetrical face in stone. Kind of crazy. Yeah, we can't do
0: some of that stuff. Probably. <laughs> I like the idea of uh, Joe Had of Elon Musk just building the pyramid saying, fuck it. Here's a billion. Build me a pyramid. Make it just as good. Use all your tools.
1: How about building one of those vases, dude, or vases? Vase. One. What did he say? Half of a human hair. Human hair in width. One one thousandth of an inch in accuracy. So we clearly know that that was not done by hand. There's no freaking way. Yeah. Well, you
0: wouldn't. You can't even like see down to that level. So how would they can do that? And that stuff's so hard as well. It's like super, super hard material and yeah, then wow. perfectly balanced. And it doesn't look like it could be like put on anything spinning because those handles would be in the way. And yeah, there's
1: no way it was done on a pottery wheel.
0: It's almost like they just dropped these things and were like, okay, you know, like we got to leave something behind so people l- in the far-off future, after all these floods and asteroids wipe us out, that they know that we were badass and had cool stuff. All right, we'll leave some of those pots. They're hard to make. Let's build some giant, you know, obelisks and cut some massive rocks and leave some granite that's precisionly cut and see if they can figure it out. Uh, and then here we are in the future going, Nah, they just did that with stone tools. Mm-hmm. It's fun, man.
1: It's cool to see. How about when they talked about the 5,000 years ago, there was a a massive crater that they found in the, in, under the Indian Ocean that was like a kilometer long or two kilometers long, hmm. or excuse me, wide. And so they're saying the, the biblical fu- floods, like the stories in the Bible that talk about flooding, were actually from a different meteor. So it's before, obviously, way after the Younger Dryas Theory, so like 2,500 years ago. Yeah. It's pretty cool to think about. I mean, it was it was. There's evidence of this under the Indian Ocean.
0: Well, that that should really wake us up because it, they're coming, dude. If they're, if are they're hitting that often, then you know. I'm just surprised though. With like, so we have the flood story everywhere, right? Oh, wait,
1: dude, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. No, I got no, my no. notes here. 482 kilometer crater.
0: You'd think that would just wipe out the world.
1: It says it was in the Indian Ocean, 2500 BC.
0: But this is what I don't get, right? So that every, almost every country has like the flood story, and often they can be dated back to the same sort of time, which is like Younger Dryas area. Yeah. If a meteor started it or a meteor shower, how is that part of the story not in there? You would think it would be. Obviously, yeah. the whole world wouldn't have seen the meteor shower, maybe. But, I mean, the Earth is spinning, and you would imagine for days you'd be being hit by the from the sky. You'd see,
1: you would see him. Somebody would see him.
0: And, it, and it's not like that's how all the story started. It would be way more compelling. It's like, why only keep the flood part of the story and forget about, oh, the giant rocks that fell out of the sky? Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, they were good storytellers back then. They weren't in the business of leaving out details that were useful. <laughs> like I don't I don't get why that bit is missing.
1: That's a good point. I never thought about that.
0: Yeah. But again, what else causes giant floods? It's got to be something like uh like giant floods that come very quickly, like yeah. immediately. Yeah. Like, what what kind yeah. of disaster could cause that? It's really just giant impacts, right? Tsunamis and yeah. then the rest uh, of it. I mean or yeah, an atomic
1: bomb oh it's got to be a big bomb you know it's pretty crazy man how about the what else did you get man there's so much to go over here i was so interested by everything in this i watched it twice
0: well there's once again that idea that the pyramids kind of all over the world Mm -hmm. you know and they're pretty similar in certain areas um you, you know, the argument with me still stands, though. You know, it's just like an idiot listening to this, like, what? While I'm at the gym. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it is kind of like the easiest way to stack big things. I mean, I, I don't know how many, like, three-year-olds you need to put in a room with a pile of blocks <laughs> each before some of them realize the only way to get them tall is to kind of just you know, stagger them up. Mm-hmm. I don't want to take anything away from the amazing pyramids that were built, but it's yeah. like, yeah. I mean, they're not building them straight up in the air. There they could be that reason. However, there are some major similarities, right? And how significant is that? Like, is that enough? Like, if if you're somebody that, you know, studies architecture or something, and you're looking at different designs and, you know, building modalities and then you're looking at them from the point of view of different countries or cultures that were maybe separated enough to where they weren't sharing their ideas, are they coming up with the same things? Or does that not really happen? Does good knowledge need to be passed? Like, oh, we've created like the buttresses for churches to make them bigger so the walls don't collapse, Mm -hmm. you know? Was there simultaneously other cultures, the other other side of the world doing similar things because they just figured out that's the only way to make it bigger?
1: I don't see how they would know. I don't see how it would be exactly the same. I mean,
0: it they look identical all over the world. They really do. Well, the, the G- Giza pyramids don't because they're like filled in with stones.
1: Yeah, but when you look at the, you know, pointing to true north and all the mathematics behind it, you know, what was it? The circumference of... Was that just the Pyramid of Giza where the circumference is like the same as the circumference of the of the Earth, Yeah, right?
0: the, you like multiply by like... What is that? I, I thought it was like 1,080 or... It was the amount
1: of hours in a in a year. Is that what it was? Or minutes in a year? I'll I can't look remember. it up.
0: Yeah, there, but there's like a formula for it. I get that.
1: Yeah. But well, but it, was that just Giza or was that all the pyramids have that same mathematical...
0: I think it might be the, yeah, it has to be the biggest one because the other ones would have different ratios. But they're all pointing true north, right, of the three big ones?
1: All right, it's right, let's see. The pyramid itself sits on a platform called the Socle. When the two sides of the Socle are multiplied by 86,400, the, equi- ec- the equatorial circumference of the Earth is represented. But where are they getting that 86,400? And then half of that is 43,200. Hold on. I'm going down a rabbit hole here. Maybe the, they just... The Great Pyramid is a scale model of Earth at a ratio of 1 to 4. Hmm. Or 1 to 4... Sorry, 1 to 43,200. It also encodes its own latitude and longitude. Its base pyramid is equal to half a minute of latitude... All this stuff doesn't make sense to me. Sorry, guys, for being confusing, but there was something here. when It, it says when it's aligned to true north with within 360th of one degree, that's it is the close. most accurately aligned structure on the planet. But that's just the Great Pyramid, right? That's not every single pyramid. No, yeah, just that one.
0: But that one is the greatest one, so maybe that one just has the coolest stuff.
1: Yeah. I mean, who knows? Who freaking knows? That's the point of this stuff, but why aren't we asking more questions, right? That's what well, it comes down
0: to. What got me is when they were saying that the blocks in that pyramid are different sizes. Like, wouldn't you have thought just for ease of construction that you would make them all the same size? Like, exactly the same. You would think. And that would kind of help you out, right? I mean, you don't even build a brick wall today with different size bricks. Unless it's just a, you know, raggedy, cool-looking stone wall.
1: Well, look at all those walls with the polygonal shapes. They're all different sizes. Mm -hmm. And and some of the stones are way bigger in the middle of the wall.
0: Yeah, it's almost like it's just whatever stone you grab next, and then you use some magic and squish it in there. (laughs) (laughs) We just have to put magic in the way of the technology since we don't know. It's kind
1: of crazy to make them, you know, Flat. They had they had like little stones that they. It almost looked like they would knock them in there. Like you were saying with blocks with children to keep it flat. They have like little other smaller blocks and slivers of block that go in between some of these huge, you know, two thousand ton
0: rocks. Yeah, I mean the, those walls just look so cool. That it that it just doesn't make sense. I mean, this just blew me away, and the more that you sit and kind of listen and have fun with it i mean your mind just goes well i think the big reason why this type of stuff resonates and maybe this is along the lines of like conspiracy theories is because it really opens up your like creative thinking like when you were a little kid it's like your imagination can't help but get running again mm-hmm. and i think as adults we're just not thinking in that way often it's it, a good point it just gets exciting all right, there was a little bit about Elon that I wanted to cover. That picture that he had.
1: Wait, hold on, hold on before we get into Elon, be- oh, oh. because I got one more thing. With yes, yeah. they talked about that thirty five hundred ton limestone pieces, and they they tried to move it a thousand miles, Mm-hmm. or it had been moved a thousand miles, but up into a mountain, right? Mm-hmm. And then in the seventeen hundreds, they built that barge to put like a thousand. What did they say? A thousand ton stone. So one fifth of the size that they found up in a mountain. And they tried to put it on that barge in the 1700s and like it was just tipping over. And then they get it on land and they have all these wood pieces underneath it to try and roll it across the land. And it just like gets buried in the sand. Like they can't do it.
0: Didn't they say they could move it like a hundred yards a day or something?
1: Right. And you're going to tell me that, that. Boulder, even bigger, they moved up into a mountain, up over mountains and hills. It, it's just, it's beyond comprehension how well, they would they, do it.
0: They also said there was like three battleships holding the budge upright. <laughs> so it wouldn't tip, yeah. Yeah. Well, we knew they did. They did definitely didn't have battleships. So <laughs> you just got a.
1: Oh, yeah, because the, the, the ship they found, that dinky little ship, is like the oldest ship they found in Egypt. Mm hmm. Looked like it would tip over. Rogan was saying it was it would be like a sprinter van on a on a speedway.
0: Yeah, on a racetrack. <laughs> yeah, on a racetrack. It is surprising they haven't found like really large barges in Egypt, like well, just I mean, because of the size of that whole. You know, you would have thought they would have like kind of transport vessels. They're right by the Nile. Yeah. D- didn't they ever want to move like an army?
1: Well, yeah, but if those were made by wood, they'd be demolished by now, right?
0: Oh, but they found that one.
1: Yeah, but wasn't it in? It was in like a tomb or something, wasn't it? it was under? It was underground.
0: Oh uh, yeah, I you guess know. that would make sense because so. it'd be too old. Who knows? Well, you Another you would think it could be pictures of it though, hieroglyphics, right? I mean, they're not finding that. And anyway, what did they say about the building of the pyramids in terms of the only? Instructions for building that they found, or the much later pyramids, mm-hmm. where they were just doing it out of mud, and they drew that. Right, and it's so odd that technology would go so far backwards that you have these amazing structures and then really crappy pyramids for you know thousands of years. Isn't
1: that just proof that it was an ancient technology that we don't know
0: about? It t- kind of sounds like there was a reset. Yeah, To me.
1: And the reset is, is that the Egyptians that were there, the, the pyramid was already there. And they just moved in. Yeah. They were like, oh, yeah, our ancestors built this. Or they, maybe they didn't fucking know who built it. It's like, yeah, this is where we live now, and there's this huge thing. We're going to try to make some
0: pyramids out of mud, and they're going to suck. <laughs> You'd think there would be some stories, right? <laughs> like some.
1: Well, the story of Atlantis came from the Egyptians. I did not know that. Mm. that's cool
0: yeah they shouldn't have burnt down the um, what was it the library of Alexandria I think mm. there were like scrolls in there probably talking about this stuff uh, we need to find well, a way we're
1: gonna find out soon because Randall's coming back on with the plasmoid implosion technology I wanna see it yeah
0: yeah They the trident they...
1: spear of power <laughs> the technology's gotta be out there we I feel like it's coming.
0: I think it's too dangerous to, for for anybody to come out of it. It's like all the guys that say they've invented the car that runs on water, mm-hmm. and then their you know their workshop burns down or they get poisoned. Uh, it's
1: yeah. Was that in the seventies? Rogan had that guy on where he got poisoned. He went to a meeting and then he remember he ran out of the restaurant with his covering his throat up and saying that he'd just been poisoned by these guys. Mm-hmm. He was meeting with like a like some car company executives, right? Yeah. You have to keep when when you're bringing out technology like this, you got to keep it under wraps, man. That's why Randall was saying that was six what, six or seven years they've been working in the Maldives secretly. Yeah. So now how are they going to come out with it secretly without getting fucked up? I
0: don't know. Well, number 1, they have the biggest media platform in the world and they're super pumped. Like R- Randall is you know, becoming fairly legit mm-hmm. amongst people that follow him and even some others, his work is good. The, that, I, I don't know how else you could do it. Well, that because, brings us to Elon. You because everyone about. else is going to try and censor this. That, I mean, this this is, you know, like the misinformation of COVID. Every news outlet everywhere will try and downplay this if there's pressure from above to keep this quiet.
1: Which of course there will be because there's so much money. Well, involved. think about it. How
0: many billionaires are in the organization OPEC? A lot. It's like all the Saudis. There's a lot of billionaires, a lot of super rich people. And if somebody came along tomorrow and was like, "Hey, uh, I invented this thing. This tiny sphere it floats in the air. <laughs> it it has infinite power and charges everything and you know, yeah. you know it just run everything from that and it's free for everyone. Yeah, Runs then everything. these billionaires that are pulling in all this oil and power money are going to get pretty upset pretty fast. And they probably so, run most governments.
1: Is that why you think Elon's scared right now?
0: Who knows? Or you think he's just trolling? <sighs> Who knows? He said he's up to security. Let's let's look at that picture that they were talking about. We can get into that. So he has um, multiple cans of Diet Coke, caffeine-free. Weird. Cosplay gun. George Washington gun. And, and the in trident. the bottom left, a little trident that in Hindu wisdom represents infinite power. Now, Elon is a fantastic troll, let's be honest. I mean, there's a reason he has the most liked tweet of all time. He's a funny guy. He likes to mess with people. Mm-hmm. And, you know, this is like reading into the Beatles and their songs, and their lyrics. It's like people people love to read into things. And a lot of times, it doesn't always mean anything.
1: Yeah, I mean, I thought there was some significance behind the Diet Coke because I know Bill Gates drinks Diet Coke, but I'm reading right now that they both actually have an affinity for Diet Coke for whatever reason. <laughs> Elon just likes the caffeine-free
0: shit. There we go. Maybe it's maybe that's just a billionaire thing.
1: But hold, wait, hold on, though. Okay. It's on The Washington Post, so... We, oh, we know who owns Jeff? Washington Post.
0: Is that Jeff Bozo's? Yeah, Bozo. The Bezo Bozo. Uh, I give him a hard time. I order a lot of Amazon stuff, so, you know, I'm a hypocrite.
1: But a lot of these conspiracies, they're all coming true for whatever reason. Weird. We probably shouldn't call them conspiracies anymore. Probably just truth.
0: Well, talking about that, Elon mentioned with his Twitter buy and after massive investigations that on a podcast, he said, hey, most of the conspiracies about Twitter have come true. And that's pretty freaking shocking. About how
1: our government was in on a lot of the stuff and
0: messing with it. A lot of bots, a lot of problems, a lot of sex trafficking. Mm. I mean, there were not good. There was a lot of you know, bad stuff going on in Twitter. And then he buys it in the av- and what's what's shocking is the advertisers a lot of them are now pulling out. It's like, oh, it's okay for you to be in there when it's highly manipulated and has all these issues right? because it it looks good. There's no controversy. But when someone comes in just to try and make it like a free open space you pull away, I don't know. I think we should look at those companies that pull away and decide whether we want to buy anything from them. Because, yeah, I'm not into that. So what's next for these guys then?
1: Dude, I mean, they're just going to keep putting out stuff on the on the internet here. It sounds like they we need to go back energy. to
0: that Atlantis spot and do some real good lidar. But they're getting some pushback, right? Because the government there doesn't want people in looking for gold.
1: That was one of the theories. Yeah, and there's a bunch of mines down there too. He was saying. He was saying he had two friends that went down there, remember, to see it in Mm -hmm. person? Intrepid friends. Intrepid. Very intrepid. That sounds intrepid. (laughs) But there was, yeah, there's, like, there's mines. I mean, there was people, like, getting blown up, like, just walking there. They said they saw some some dead, there were some bones laying around and shit when they were walking through there, through the desert. Hmm. I mean, who knows? That could have been just some random fucking guy walking. I don't, who knows? But... I wouldn't want to go there. Did it make you want to go there?
0: No. I mean, that that type of a trip just sounds awful. And what the hell am I going to figure out when I get there anyway? I'd just be looking around going, that looks weird. And then, you know, I'm not an archaeologist. I couldn't couldn't figure anything there out. But surely if they, they could, you know, if they had access to it and LiDAR and some other things... I feel like we should be able to do lidar from space, instead of flying over it.
1: Maybe Elon already knows how to do it. Mm.
0: We got to get him back on. What
1: you were talking about that being that happening in the um, South America already, right? What there was some lidar that was happening in South America. They talked about it on ancient. Wasn't it on ancient apocalypse? How somebody flew over South America and there's. All these buried cities in underneath. All oh yeah, of the-
0: they've been doing a lot of lidar down there. Right. I think they've just um, found a new city that's completely overgrown. But the thing is, I think the way it works is they can only map a fairly small area at a time, and because mm-hmm. that whole region is so ginormous that you know they just don't have the resources to to go down and map it all. And then you know, I assume you got to analyze it as well that probably takes a lot of time and money. but eventually, as that technology gets better, they're gonna find a bunch of these things all over. and that'd be wild. you know It's like think about it. every time they find another one, there's another huge pyramid. It's mm-hmm. like how many pyramids we got now what's the what's the number of giant pyramids in the world? That'd be a cool thing to look up.
1: I don't know. I was going down this rabbit hole of the plasmoid unification model.
0: Oh, you're all over that. (laughs) You want this free energy to be true? Yes. Well, it's true. We just, yeah, it's been suppressed, man. So there's 118 Egyptian pyramids. Probably some small ones. What else we got? How many pyramids exist in the world? Oh, this is just a forum that's a bit messy. 118 again. They probably Google the same thing I did. It's very little research going into this. Uh, it could be as much as in the fifteen hundreds. Well, that's less than yeah, yeah, that's maybe still quite a bit. Fifteen hundreds a lot of damn pyramids. I mean, then they're not easy to build. They're not easy at all. Well, I would encourage
1: everyone to check this one out and check out the. Both of their YouTube pages, the Uncharted X page and the Bright Insight page. I'm definitely going to be looking into this more.
0: Yeah, we 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 got to spend some time looking at that for sure. It, there's just so many good videos. And, you know, the other big question is how many times have we been, have we been wiped out by these potential asteroids, right? Because they already know we've been around maybe half a million years as Mm a homo sapien, possibly more. They keep adding time to it, right? So if it's happening, like, every, what, five to 10,000 years, potentially, Mm -hmm. that's a lot of times.
1: Well, and we're not counting super volcanoes we may not know about, too.
0: Mm -hmm. And it seems like if that is where we're mostly getting wiped out and we're back to zero in technology, then it... You know, it's it takes us four to five thousand years to kind of get close ish to here. We could have done this many, many times. I just wish we'd done a better job of leaving a bit of information for for the next lot.
1: I think we have. It's just buried under more shit that we e- haven't gotten yeah, to. Either yet.
0: that or we don't understand the message. Yeah. Maybe. You know. We're dumb we're too dumb to understand the message. It's like that face on the moon that we all see. It was like put there. We're like, let's just draw a face, <laughs> then they're no. And we're just like, nah, that was just asteroids. <laughs> <laughs> That's just asteroids. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Mm, Dude. So Randall's coming on fairly soon. We're not sure exactly how soon, but he back to what he was saying is he's got working with these teams, potentially have all this you know sacred geometry free energy stuff I mean I guess the hope there is that this is a big bombshell they release it they gotta time it right with him coming on hopefully people don't take Rogan's podcast offline immediately and then what put all the schematics online so we can all across the world figure it out ourselves
1: that's why they're trying to steal the internet away from us you think so I mean, I think the powers that be want to control the internet. Don't governments want to keep us from information?
0: No doubt. But doesn't Elon like have his own internet now, kind of? Come
1: on. Well, he should. Oh, he think. does.
0: He has this, Um, what is it, Skylink, Starlink?
1: Smart man. Yeah. He, he wants to keep that free freedom of speech and freedom of information. That's what we need. We
0: need more of that. Come on. Well, I love this one. We got to check this out. I'm going to put some links up to their videos. I mean, they're easy to find anyway, but we'll put some links, some articles, delve in. Uh, Let us know what you think. Send us an email. Hit us up on Instagram. How excited are you guys about this? I mean, it it blows me away. These are some of my favorite pods, and this one was incredibly compelling. So love those guys. Anyway, thank you, Todd. Love it, dog. And appreciate you all... See you later in the week. Later. Later.